Round one, go. All right. It is Saturday. Doug and Marty versus the world is on the air. And unfortunately, we have absolutely nothing to talk about today. So we're going to do a humorous show and we're going to allow <laughs> Marty to speak. This is Doug Bassler, by the way. And Marty McClendon. We're starting off early this morning, as Doug's saying, there is nothing happening in the world. It's just absolutely boring. nothing going on. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. Where do you even begin? The right. IRS sends out $1.5 billion to dead people. That's your federal no, government. No, 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 no. You have it all wrong, Doug. Those are not dead people. Those are Democrat voters. So I know. Saying. I know, right? Hey, man, if they can vote an election, they should be able to get a stimulus check, right? Well, they are getting paid, right? The idea here, and that goes back into the coffers. It's, it's, you know, we're being tongue in cheek a little bit here, but we've seen um, all across this nation that we actually have dead people voting. We actually have uh, convicted felons that don't have voting rights voting. We actually have ballot harvest. We know there's ballot fraud across this nation. And, we, and honestly, we, besides the tongue in cheek or the lip service to it, we've got to fix this. We've got to be able to trust that only the people that are allowed to vote are voting and these elections are fair. And right now, it or not, brother. And that's just, that well, is just a couple of one days of the ago, main they, things. They indicted yeah. somebody, I forget who now, but she was caught, you know, altering absentee, mm-hmm. absentee ballots. I mean, this voter ballot, you know, thing is really bad. And here's Washington State, right? Mm-hmm. Having a massive shift to the left all of a sudden after mail-in ballots are approved. So I think we need to get rid of mail-in elections. Like you need to go to the polling place. I mean, if you have a legitimate reason for an absentee ballot, yeah, I'm, I'm cool with that, right? Like you're out of the country or- If you're, you're know, serving the military, let's say the ballots are ready. Down, whatever, right. you know. But I think that even that is more, you know, more safeguards. That's like there's a mail-in ballot, a huge, you know, keeps coming up again, again. Oh, there's absolutely zero voter fraud. Oh, well, there's very little voter fraud is what they say when they catch somebody like this. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm with you. And it won't make Besides a difference the in the election. That Joe yeah. Biden just added 120 million dead coronavirus victims to the voter rolls. So did you hear that? Joe Biden I did not hear that. 120 million have died from the coronavirus. One third uh, of uh, the American population is now passed away due to the Chinese Wuhan CCP coronavirus. You know, remember uh, when I said, check, Joe, uh, yeah, I don't think remember so. Remember months ago when I said on this radio show about how I was concerned about his health. I, I'm actually concerned about the people that can see this and go, okay, one gaffe's fine, two gaffe's fine. I gaff all the time. You gaff all the time, um, but nothing like that. People aren't concerned about what's wrong with Doug and Marty. They may be saying it, but the point is, is, I'm actually, and beyond worried, people are like, oh, he's fine. He's the best choice we have. No, he's not. When you have Carly Fiorini coming out and endorsing Biden, I mean, I don't get this. The generals and endorsing Biden over Trump. Um, I'm like, well, what, are you, what is Trump exposing? You know, I don't care if you like him or not. He's doing a great job when it comes to the American people and when it comes to the economy, when it comes to all the different things. The point is, is what is he doing that, that's getting these people, there's dander up and they have to work against him? You know, okay, I want to know what he's exposing, right? Yeah. Right. And are we really going to defund police departments? Are we really going to convert the entire nation to, you know, mail-in voting? Okay. Are we really going to say all white, white people are racist no matter what? Even if you don't think you are, even if you have... You know, even if you're in an interracial marriage, you are a racist. You're benefiting from a, ra- I mean, dang, 
it's like the 1950s. It's like the 1940s. It's, it's McCarthyism know, in a happened. way, right? I, it's, well, they're erasing history. We know Orwell's book, and Orwell's nowhere near someone you want to quote, but the idea is that when you control the past, you control the present, if you control the present, you control the future. When you are erase the past, this is right out of the Communist Manifesto, out of Karl Marx, when you violently, for, violently force your new autonomy. And the only way to do that, only way to do that is to destroy within what we have now, capitalists, our free market, our individual responsibility. And we've seen it over the decades now, the attack on God, attack on our families, attack on our values, our school system being taken over sort of by the socialist, socialist left. If I can speak at all this white, morning. White fragility, right? The, the book White Fragility now being, you know, perpetrated as something that we need to get into all the schools, which could be hugely damaging, you know, to these, um, to our students. Right. And, you know, this, when, this is racism at an incredible degree, right? Racism affirmative action is people. racism. Oh, the idea, the majority is still, as, as things are changing over time, as far as the makeup of America and so forth, we get that. But this overtly attempt to redirect in the next generation they've done it when you like you said when you have Karl Marx and and um, um, even in religious studies you you have like three chapters on Islam but only like a, a paragraph on Christianity you remove the Bible anything that smacks of patriotism for the nation or faith as in God then it's rejected and then we're, the kids are like you said exposed to hey we're all racist this country is bad um, you are privileged if you're white and therefore you're this is dangerous. And then, oh, on top of that, you know, which we're going to repeal this, but in our state and nationally, we're telling them, oh, by the way, your traditional values of two parents, male, female, and kids is not normal. What's normal is, is two people of the same sex, or um, you can choose what gender you want to be. And no one can tell you you can't. And oh, by the way, this is normal. And what you're talking about, what your parents talking about is not normal. That's bigoted and that's racist. This is dangerous, very dangerous. Um, we've got to take back our children, take back the conversation, and take back education in, in a way that says, no, no, history is important, but you have to learn what we don't want to do again. History is important as well to learn so we can know what to do in the future. But history is important as well to know that these bad ideas lead to a really dark place. World War II, World War I, killings of mass um, people in China and, uh, and so forth around the world, not healthy. This is this is a slippery road. So this is, um, you know, very much akin to Nazism. If if you mm -hmm. are irredeemable, right? This is what uh, Hillary Clinton said back in 2016. You know, the, a basket of deplorable, irredeemable, you know, not savable. Okay, now she was obviously talking about Trump supporters, but now it's not just Trump supporters. It's all white people. Okay, so think about that. If you could never mm -hmm. be redeemed then what are you good for? You're only good to imprison. You're only good to kill, right? That's it. You got it. Right. You know, there's no way you could ever, ever be good, right? So this is the accuser of the brethren. This is mm -hmm. the person, the fault finder. You know, who among us is without sin, right? Now, Jesus said, mm -hmm. hey, you, who among you is without sin? You can cast the first stone when they caught the woman, you know, in adultery and all this thing. And they brought, brought her to Jesus, right? So, we all have issues. So yeah, if, if, but we've got to, as Christians, we've got to stand on the fact that there is a redemption available. There is a forgiveness available. And, you know, we have all probably said racist things and, or un, you know, caring things. So we offend each other all the time. The Bible says in the last days, because of offenses, the love of most 
will grow cold. So are, do we want to be those people that are offended? Mm -hmm. Do we want to be those people? But yet at the same time, we'll just send them and say, you know what? Yes, I was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see the Lord has redeemed and he, and forgiveness and doing better is available for you. And if you look at the American history as a, as a panorama, yeah, we didn't start out perfect. We started out better than, than any nation ever before, because we talked about freedom and personal property and, and, you know, bringing just everybody up, right? Equality mm -hmm. for all equal opportunity for everybody. Obviously, except you know uh, slaves at the time and you know native americans and whatever catholics i mean there's always been this you know kind of like that group over there is not good okay so america's had its problems yet as you see through the years including a, a civil war right we were willing to fight mm -hmm. a civil war to correct that wrong you know mm -hmm. and in, in lincoln's second inaugural address he said you know i don't know why we haven't won very very good or very quickly, but it, it may be that God is demanding a retribution for all the blood of the lash, you know, that's been mm -hmm. on the back of, of blacks and things like this. And so we were willing to do that and we were willing to get better. And, you know, there's been this progress and all of a sudden now they're saying, well, you know, all that progress doesn't count. Right. All that doesn't count. People from Africa want to come to America. Do they want to come here so that they can be victims of racism I think they want to come here because this is the least racist country on the face. Oh, amen. Of the earth. And the most opportunity for anybody in the world. This is still the city on the hill, Reagan's quote. But to your point, though, even all throughout the scriptures in the Bible, Israel, the Jewish people, were troublemakers. They were rebellious. They were uh, standing before God. They were, you, know, you name it. And yet he still chose them to set them apart to make a point. And he gave them the commandment to show them that they are falling short. They, we gave them Jesus so we knew we have salvation in Jesus. We understand this as America was founded upon the principles of God, his biblical word, and the Constitution out of that. That working out of that is just like our salvation in many ways. Is the working out of our salvation is not pretty. You know, we have to come to grips. Okay, we made a mistake. We repent. We have turned from our wicked ways. God help us, and God helps us. Throughout time, God's helped this nation become the most rich most giving, the most prosperous, the most, I mean, protected, the most powerful. And I think that the, our rejection of God's will and his purposes is where we're, why we're in trouble right now. Um, but all throughout scripture, he calls us back. I think that's the answer to our, many of our issues we're dealing with is coming back to God personally and corporately. You know, in uh, Philippians Chapter four, verse eight, it says, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things, right? We're, mm -hmm. we're commanded to not be fault finders, you know, stumbling blocks and fault finders. You know, Christians wake up, you know, and we've got to love our enemies. We can't defeat them by accusing them or using those same weapons. We talked about that on last week's mm -hmm. episode, right? Mm -hmm. We don't want to be those accusers and slanderers and all these different things. And, you know, I was talking to you earlier this week, right, about how much of this stuff is going on in within internal party politics and the Republican Party mm -hmm. and things like that, as we've, you know, both experienced and seen, right? And so how do we overcome evil? Marty? Yeah. 
How do we overcome it? We're good. We overcome evil by doing good. That's right. So how do we do good to them? How do we love them? And yet at the same time, we love them by discipline, by walls, Mm -hmm. by borders. You know, you were talking about your son, right? Going to grandma's house and and they got out of control, not happy. happy. Yep. As soon as the boundaries are laid down, oh, happy again. Happy. You know exactly where you're at. That's what an idea. God wants to keep us in that way so we're prosperous. So we're blessed. Uh, and, but that takes, you know, he said he doesn't spare the rod, right? He, he disciplines those he loves. So that's what we need. So, and, then, and, and, you know, and now they want to to- topple statues of Jesus. They want to topple, they want to smash stained glass windows with the European depictions mm-hmm. of Jesus. They want to. So, I mean, ultimately that was the goal in the first place. Like you said, let's call evil good. Let's mm-hmm. call good evil. All you Christian people that are raising your kids and paying your taxes, you're bad. And mm-hmm. all you good, all you bad people that are trans and whatever, you're good. Well, anyway, we're going to be back because that's what we do. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. Hello, this is Marty McClendon, Republican candidate for Lieutenant Governor. This is the time for courage, a time for leadership, the time to fight for our families, our businesses, and our values. That is why I'm running for Lieutenant Governor. I bring 35 years of leadership experience across healthcare, media, ministry, banking, and real estate. In a statewide perspective, a lifelong record of serving my neighbors, building bridges, and solving problems. As Lieutenant Governor, I will work to expand school choice and increase the number of pathways to success for all of our kids that include the trades. I will propose legislation that holds government accountable to you, and as a parent of three kids, I will advocate for strong families. I'm asking for your vote, your financial support, and your prayers. Join me in the fight to restore Washington. Go to electmarty.com today and make a donation of any size. Tell your neighbors to vote for Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor, Christian, conservative, Republican, father, and leader. This is Marty McClendon, Republican candidate for Lieutenant Governor. Paid for by friends of Marty McClendon. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters' pamphlet statements, fundraising, and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. All right, it's round two, Doug and Marty versus the world. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, welcome back to the show. As we always do, we appreciate you tuning in Saturday mornings at 10 all across the ACN network. Whether you're in Spokane or Tri-Cities or Wenatchee or, or whatever, um, bless you. Yes, yeah, Doug, you're going to say Yeah, because you're true and you're yeah. honest and you're just and you're pure and you're lovely and you're good report and you have virtue and you're praiseworthy. Okay, and we're going to think about you like that way because you're our listeners and we love you. Amen. And we want the best for you, just like you want the best for us. I love this too, because, you know, we talk about the golden rule, loving your neighbors as yourself. What does that mean? I, you know, and the, the most common verse we always talk about where it says, supposed to love your God with your whole heart, your strength and soul. And I saw a verse just the other day, and I'll tell you the address. You can find it yourself. But it was one of those things where it's, I saw the exact same words used as obedience. Obey the Lord with all your heart, your soul, and your strength. I'm like, wow. That's right. Oftentimes we obey because, oh, okay, God said so, or, or I'm supposed to do this. And we have this reluctancy. No, it's with a glad heart. 
We give generously with a joyful heart. We serve generously. We obey um, with all our heart, strength, and soul. I think that's the difference. Even today, I'm reading in Deuteronomy 28, and it was interesting because it's, we've, everything I read in there, you've heard preached from a pulpit or said in a prayer by one of your friends. It was like basically, bless you going and coming, bless you in the field and bless you in the store. You know, the enemy comes in one way and goes out in seven. These are all great prayers, but it starts with when you obey my commandments and follow me, then this will happen. And I think all too often we, we miss that part. Like God's going to bless us. Why? Because we're somehow special. We are, but it's because of what he did, not because of what we did. So, and so when we look at other people, there's the same, same type of grace comes along and say, yep, look, I can see all kinds of stuff. I'm sure they can see all kinds of stuff in me, but Jesus loves them. Um, and he wants to redeem them. And here we go. Right. It's like, how do I, how do I fulfill my purpose uh, in uh, my calling uh, with my, my friends? But, and my, my wife and I talk about this, Doug, all the time is oftentimes I'll say something that doesn't sound quite right because that's what, who I am. And she'll get offended. I go, hold on, wait, wait, back it up. Um, the words themselves aren't offensive. It's how you take it or how I said it. So um, can we start off with the fact that, I'm, that everything I say to you comes from a place of where I want the best for you and I love you? And then does that feel different? And she's like, yeah, it feels different. I go, I'll do the same thing. When you say things to me, I'll take from a place that you want the best for me and you love me. I think all too often we, we good hearted people, good hearted people, right? yep. you know, that this is, this is the intention. Now we know that there is the enemy of the brethren, as you said, the, the accuser. And we know that people are used in that way. They get caught up in this. I'm a victimhood and they're told they're a victim in their entire life. And they're told that someone else is keeping them down. To your point, there's always the enemy, right? They're the bad people. Would it be the Jews and the Nazis, right? Or it's a white Christian men right now. Um, there has to, in order for the house to be divided and for the enemy to work and be, have people to fight amongst one another, they got to divide us through this way. Would it be race or wealth or class or whatever? Um, right now, it's like this is what is being divided. Don't let them do it. You know, don't let them divide us along those ways, the ways that we don't even feel. Um, so you're not a victim and you're not the enemy. So, right, Doug? Yeah, I, I think Jesus is a revolutionary when he says, love your enemies. You know, mm -hmm. love your enemies. Do good to them that, that despitefully use you. You know, if they're, if they're hungry, give them something to eat. If they're thirsty, give them something to drink. You'll be heaping coals of fire on their head. It, it, you know, I think it was, uh, was it Lincoln that said, you know, you make your enemy, uh, you defeat your enemy by making your enemy your friend, you mm -hmm. know? And so wherever possible, you know, we're going to want to do that. Now, obviously, um, not everybody's going to, um, you know, come around to that way of thinking or whatever. There's always going to be the Judas. There's always going to be the, you know, the, what, you know, King Herod or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, mm -hmm. um, you know, this is a, this is a difficult time. And, I, and I'll tell you, Marty, if, if we're not being led by the Lord, we're not going to be successful, right? So we've got to have that relationship with him where we can hear what he's saying, you know, what is God saying? We should be able to hear him. In John, uh, the book, the gospel of John, Jesus said, my sheep know my voice. They know his voice. So if you're not hearing from God, you need to get saved. You need to become one of his sheep. You need to hear his voice. And he can be very specific with you as you're reading the Bible, as you're listening to your, your pastors, as you're listening to us even. And um, you can hear things that are like, specifically that answers that question 
you know, do we come to God with our questions? God, what do you want mm-hmm. me to do about my business? What do you want me to do about my job? How do you want me to handle my family? What do you want me to do about my way, you know, my children have gone astray or whatever. Mm-hmm. Begin to ask him these things and he will answer you. <laughs> you know, he is big. He is good. Jesus said, if you ask anything in my name, I'm going to do it. Jesus said, if you, if you ask, if you pray and you believe that you have it, you have it. So we've got to start actually believing that God cannot lie. Okay, that would be a great place to start. If you believe that God cannot lie, and then you read these promises in the Bible, then you can say, okay, God cannot lie. Now, I may not see this thing manifesting perfectly in my life, but I'm going to believe that that, that word is true. God mm-hmm. can't lie. I'm going to hang on to that because God tests us. It seems like every time, if you look at Joseph, if you look at David, if you look at, you know, all these biblical Moses, right? It seemed like the thing that happened in their life was the exact opposite of what the promise is, right? David's mm-hmm. anointed king, and now he's, a, he's now he's a fugitive, running from, you know, King Saul, whatever. He's a, what, all these different things. So that's what uh, I think um, Mario Morello or somebody like that called the dark night of the soul. Maybe it was David Wilkerson. It's that dark night of the soul. Like you got that promise and you have to go through hell before your mm-hmm. kid actually gives their heart to Jesus and gets saved, right? Or whatever. So There is a um, persevering part of it all throughout Scripture where hold on until, right? even at the end, hold on to your first love, hold on to until Jesus returns. This idea of pressing in. You know, Jesus did it in the desert and attempted in different ways, but it was basically holding on, persevering, believing, you know, and the fruit. Even the cross itself, it. right? Yeah. 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 Abraham. Had to believe for years and years and years before a baby ever came. They even tried mm-hmm. to have one from the, you know, the concubine yep. or whatever. The servant, so, uh, the wife servant, yeah. 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 Do you think that's what uh, is happening with uh, General Michael Flynn, right? It's been four years that he's been going through this. Now it's finally, the appeals judge says, I'm sorry, guys, dismiss this. So hooray. You know, hooray for General Flynn, Flynn, right? Um, yeah. Dark Night no of kidding. the Soul for him. You know, do you, are we going to see something amazing come from this guy? This guy's a Christian guy, right? He's a Christian guy. Um, he, obviously, he's at his issues like we all have. But here he was falsely accused, went through the ringer, um, lost his fortune, basically cost him millions, you know, lost his career, lost his name. You know, um, I'm looking forward to having God restore all that and then give him more. So Let's let that point. guy write a book. I'll buy his book. I, right. Forget Bolton's book. Forget all these, you know, cheater, liar, you know, thieves books. Let's let, right. let's let Flynn buy, I'll buy, I'll buy, five, I'll buy a couple of copies, man. Help the guy out. Right. Right. Let's, you know, a lot of people have been coming to president Trump and saying, Hey, are you going to reappoint this guy? NS, you know, a or whatever. It's so like, let the guy right. be the national security advisor. Let the guy be something, you know? And so Trump, right. is, bring him back, bring him. Back. That's good. Bring him back. You know, well, the, be- we, we love a good redemption story. It's in our DNA of being redeemed, being restored and, and in favor of a, a down and out coming back and making good. Someone who was in prison and now done well. Someone whose drug problem has now recovered. Someone who whatever, you know. Or has gone through false accusation and yes. suffered and lost their yes. home, whatever. So, you know, speaking of Michael Flynn, so the notes have come out from the Mueller investigation and it's starting to little by little be uh, declassified. It looks like pretty much they knew President Trump wasn't guilty of anything like within weeks, right. if not even days, or if not even just going into it. And But the notes come out, and Vice President Biden was the, actually the one that brought up the Logan Act in against Michael Flynn. I mean, so this stuff is dirty, dirty, dirty. We what knew it went up to Obama, but the fact that Biden's Obama was in the room. Yeah. Obama was in the room. Yeah. 
Wow. So it, now, it, this is not politics. This, this right here is where you have to clean up the system. When you have, it doesn't matter which party it is. It happens to be the Democrat party. It happens to be the president. happens to be the vice president. For an incoming uh, president to actually put a coup in place to lie and cheat and, and, and uh, falsify documents and whatever, this is, this is stuff that we can't have. This, this has got to be dealt with, uh, and I know it not swiftly, but there has to be accountability. Otherwise, how do we trust our quote-unquote government, those that serve us in leadership, those that are in these agencies like the FBI and the DOJ, if something's not done? So we've been talking about this for, for a long time. It's got there to was, and, There's yeah. also some notes that John Roberts, Chief Justice, was in the room. Wow. So there's some, some things about this where they've, you know, some people believe, and I'm just, you know, I'm obviously yeah. con conjecture here that they have something on the guy, which is why all of a sudden the flip, right? Mm -hmm. So you need and, to vote this way with them because we're going to expose you or something like that. Like, again, who does, you know, blackmail, who doesn't have, Love, how do you blackmail? You're better off to confess your sin. Yeah. You're how do you blackmail a Supreme Court judge, which basically is, is there for life, right? Um, but I, I know it's about name ID and political pressure and stuff. I know you can, but you know, it's, it's interesting. I've read multiple times in the last several months in scripture about how important or how much it means to God to have equal scales, that you have scales that are accurate, that you don't treat people unfairly. This is unequal scales. We need unequal justice. And that's, that's one of the reasons why all the, the emotion behind the riots, not, not the political, um, you know, and the instigator behind it, but the emotion of it is the fact that people see an unequal justice, right? Or they appear to, but what they're not seeing is being distracted from at the very highest level. You have a ruling class that gets away with everything that work together to destroy the will of the people, you know, and Donald Trump, it's not just about Donald, it's about all of us. It's all of us that have a, a choice in an election. We've seen it. We talked, we started the show off with, election accountability and possible election fraud in our state. And, and we look, uh, we understand that Kim Wyoming's a Republican and she doesn't have all the control, but when we have same day registrations, we don't check on citizenship. We already have proof uh, uh, in the Rossi election and many other elections where we have extra ballots found, where we have missing ballots, where um, the, the, the report came out this week, that nationally over the last 10 years, it's like 200 or 20 million votes are not unaccounted for. Think about that. I mean, it's, it's over four election cycles. That's a lot. But the point is, where are they? How do you lose that many ballots, even across the nation? And how many ballots are you losing locally? In some of these races, like mine, where Very I lost by 101 races. votes, yeah. right? So you're like, okay, this really does make a difference. We should know. So we'll talk more after the break. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. When you want to take your business to the next level, nothing drives traffic and increases sales like TV advertising. And EasyTVSpots.com is your best choice for high quality, effective TV ads. Contact us today to learn how easy it is to reach thousands of your ideal prospects with targeted, addressable TV. Grow your sales, revenue, and profit the easy way with EasyTVSpots.com. Broadcast, cable, and online TV made easy. Hello, this is Marty McClendon, Republican candidate for Lieutenant Governor. This is the time for courage, a time for leadership, the time to fight for our families, our businesses, and our values. That is why I'm running for Lieutenant Governor. 
I bring 35 years of leadership experience across healthcare, media, ministry, banking, and real estate. In a statewide perspective, a lifelong record of serving my neighbors, building bridges, and solving problems. As Lieutenant Governor, I will work to expand school choice and increase the number of pathways to success for all of our kids that include the trades. I will propose legislation that holds government accountable to you, and as a parent of three kids, I will advocate for strong families. I'm asking for your vote, your financial support, and your prayers. Join me in the fight to restore Washington. Go to electmarty.com today and make a donation of any size. Tell your neighbors to vote for Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor, Christian, conservative, Republican, father, and leader. This is Marty McClendon, Republican candidate for Lieutenant Governor. Paid for by friends of Marty McClendon. This is Claire. Claire has a great business and she wanted to advertise on YouTube, but she didn't know how. It was all so confusing. Setting up an account, choosing keywords and demographics, and she didn't know how to make a video. Then Claire discovered the secret to great YouTube ads. The experts at EasyYouTubeAds.com took care of all the details from account setup and management to producing her video ads. Now Claire's friends all want to know how she got so smart. EasyYouTubeAds.com. No excuse. Experience necessary. Three bells. That means it's round three. Doug and Marty are still fighting the world just for you. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. You know what's funny about it? Doug is not wearing his mask. Imagine that. Huh? Of course, we are in our studio across the town from each other. So <sighs> I, I have a mask. My wife made me a really cool you know, zippy looking mask. But honestly, Marty, I just refuse to do it. I'm not doing it. I'm not complying. You know, we, we start with masks and then what? We force vaccinations, force exactly whatever. Right. We're forced to stay home. We're forced to do this thing. What happened to America? So I went to Washington. Yeah, this is obviously, I wanted to just bring this up. Obviously on Friday, um, the governor instantly came out and said mandated or dictated that we all wear masks in public, but there are exceptions. There are exceptions. You know, if you, if it bothers you, you have health issues, you are under five or if you're not white, you're hard of hearing, right. That is an Oregon, which is interesting. So, but it's, it's like everything else has been done um, from this arbitrary perspective. Uh, I know we laugh about it and we joke about it, but this is serious stuff with I'm they, not laughing. your governor has the power, but he doesn't. He doesn't have the legal authority to do this, even though our local courts will back him up or they have in the past. There's no law behind this. There's no way to enforce it. There is no legislative action. It is basically a dictate. What it should have been was a recommendation. Hey, um, so the health department is, is recommending that everybody wears one. And then you make a choice. That's what freedom's called about. You know, and so for those that are listening, rem remember, that this is a recommendation, that's all it is. He didn't say it that way, he mandated it and, and threatened us with a fine, but there's no legislative action behind it. So if you want to do it to feel safe, to fill it in, to whatever, go for it. If, if you don't wanna do it because they're telling you to and it's not a, a law, then don't do it. The point is, is we are adults, we should be acting like adults, we should have individual responsibility and we should care about our neighbors. The idea is, you know, I was just reading this morning about you know, in scripture, in Romans, where it talks about, you know, look, if it's, if you um, know you can eat anything and it's not sinful, then eat it. Uh, if your neighbor um, doesn't think they can eat something because it's sinful, then have them don't eat it. But if you're around your neighbor and you, and you um, know that that will cause them to stumble, then don't eat it in front of them. I mean, I'm paraphrasing here, but the idea here is we're not supposed to have our neighbors stumble. So um, be aware um, that there are people that have concerns and then they've been 
they've been pushed and 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 scared to death by all the media and all the 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 government, which is, should only be delivering the facts and not all this scare tactics. So um, this really is a time for courage. I want to encourage everybody to look at the facts. Find the, they're hard to find right now, but the facts are these are placebos in most cases. Uh, if you are a health risk, you know you stay home, take care of yourself, take care of your family. Um, but we've got to fight back. This is why these elections, that's why the truth, as Doug started off the program with, is so important. Mark, you know, we have to look at Jesus. 531, it's the yeah. sick, not the healthy, that need a doctor. Exactly wow. right. But the truth, the truth. And so uh, we need a lot more truth tellers and truth um, believers and truth action in our government. And so, and so we are a, you know, uh, we're on a Christian station. We're conservatives, we're Christians, but we're politicians as well. This is why we're engaged. This is a, the, the field of battle for the, the families and the future of our state and our nation. So it's important that we are engaged prayerfully and actively politically, don't you think, Doug? Yeah, I think we've, uh, you know, the time for civil disobedience is here. You should be opening your churches. You should be saying you can't mandate, you can't mandate Jack, you know, whatever. You, you, we've got to take a stand. You know, I'm still doing street church. I'll be down there this, mm-hmm. uh, I'll be down there tomorrow. And, um, you know, we got our signs say hands off our churches and Christ, Jesus Christ is essential and things like that. Um, we are, uh, you know, we've got to fight people. This is the, you know, we are about, we are on the very edge of losing the freedom of, of religion, the freedom of speech, you know, Mm -hmm. this bully tactic, you know, the BLM thing, the Antifa thing is to shut down speech. Did you watch the, uh, the, uh, kind of B roll rolling thing of Brandy Cruz? In, yeah, uh, I posted yeah. that on my Facebook and got a lot of response. But here's a woman uh, who they made the assumption that Q13 Fox, a local TV station, was somehow Fox News. And they were abusive. They wouldn't let her film. They basically wanted to push her out. It, she was scared. Um, and so if you haven't seen it, you can look it up. Of course, she's posted it. The unedited But it's the shout out. Language. She said, can I get yeah. 10 minutes? Can I get 10 seconds to say something? You know, like yes. explain my. No, you're not allowed to talk. We don't want to hear what you have to say, right? Mm-hmm. This is bullying at, at, a, at, a, high, at a high level. The, the, the First Amendment <laughs> mm-hmm. was not intended to protect popular speech. It was intended to protect unpopular speech. Exactly and right. unpopular speech now is Bible. Bible yeah. is unpopular speech. But you know what? It's Bible. Bible is Bible. The word of God is powerful, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword, and it cuts the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. Come on. And it Come says on. a man shall not lie with a man as a man lies with a woman. That says a man shouldn't put on woman's clothing. Okay, it I says that, that stuff. I just right? read that again. And yep. so why are we like, well, we just don't want to emphasize those verses. Well, we'll just cut the whole darn thing out. You know, I watched. We can't uh, pick and choose what scripture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I watched uh, Treasure Island, the 1951 from okay. Disney on, uh, on TV the other day. <laughs> and it's like. It's like they handed the they hand Long John Silver the black spot on a page from the Bible, and it was just like it's so funny. I mean, how far we've fallen as a nation. There's a lot of Bible in Treasure Island, right? Right. And he's like, you from the page of the Holy Bible. At the end of the movie, Brett goes, "Yeah, Long John's a pretty good guy because he's nice to kids, but you know they killed pretty much everybody else. <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna cut him loose because you know he was nice to Jim Hawkins. Well, you this think about idea. This, this That's a culture I, thing, right? Where we sure. taught, you know, in our, this is something Ron Higgins says too, and um, according to our Washington State Constitution, also in the RCW, 
part of the charter for education is we're supposed to be teaching morality and ethics. It comes from the Bible, and we're not doing it. We can teach everything else now, but that part, this is a root. Our founding forefathers, Benjamin Franklin, right, said that our, our or was it Madison? Anyway, um, one of our founding forefathers said that our Constitution is wholly inadequate for an immoral people. We have to be, that internal fixation, that, that faith in God is necessary for our Constitution to work for all people. And so when you erode that through the education system, through culture, through family, and where we're at right now, like, oh, I don't want to address those issues because I might be seen as hateful or, or whatever, targeted. not with I'm gonna, you know, it's, it's or targeted. Right, I'm going to be mm-hmm. targeted. And you know what? Guess what? They're targeting you anyway. You can mm. not go in the, you can not go there, and they're going to bring it up. You know, I, I, I saw like a year ago or so, maybe more. They had, a, they had a guy that was a gay rights guy, and he was up, and he had his Bible open, and he said, look, it says right here, this is hate speech. It's in this Bible. You know, these people believe this, you know. So right. you can run from it, but they're going to go get the Bible and read it anyway. So they're right. going to figure out a way to outlaw that Bible. They're going to figure out a way to shut you up. And, you know, if you're going to die anyway, why don't you die fighting? You know, I, mm-hmm. what is that thing that you always hear people say? Die f- die free than I'd rather die free than live on my knees. Right Mm -hmm. now we Mm -hmm. want to live on our knees before God, but not before tyrants or people that command you for some kind of things you had nothing to do with. Right. You just wear your mask and you just shut your church down unless you can do 50 or less. And you just do this and you just say, shut up and leave us alone, Mr. Inslee and everybody else, because you have no right to shut us down. You have no right right to say anything to us. We, you, we come to church to get healed, not mm-hmm. get sick. And if we, right. you know, as soon as we start. Do not forsake the assembling of the saints. The idea here is, okay, and if some, do, do I listen to government or do you listen to God, right? It always is the premise, right? It says nature's God, which is our God. Um, so Doug, the first book of Doug, paragraph one says, give them an inch and they'll take a mile, right? We've seen this. I'm joking on, on the paragraph there, but we've we've been told this as we grow up. We've seen it, right? So what you've seen in Seattle City Council, the mayor, Jenny Durkin, with Jay Inslee, right? Oh, if we just allow them to riot and loot and break things, then they'll, they'll just kind of burn out and go away. No, they didn't take over seven city blocks in Seattle. Well, if we just give them a little bit more, they'll, they'll stop that. No, then we have to give them the police precinct. Oh, then they're going to make demands. There's no end to this. We can't win these things, like you said, with appeasement. We can't give in to them because it's ridiculous. We have to fight uh, for our family and our kids and our values. We can't say, oh, we won't um, go there. We won't talk about those scriptures because that might be offensive. Because then they'll take more and more and more. There is no end. We On the reverse side, we know several years ago, we were probably doing this then. Uh, it was everything but marriage is what they wanted. And then it was, no, now it's marriage. And then, then it, we came out through the leaders of that movement said, no, it's the destruction of marriage, right? It's, there's no end. Um, we know that this movement right now, this anti-American, anti-whatever, is the destruction of the values we have. The Communist Manifesto I mentioned earlier, the Karl Marx method, the rules for radicals, is about destroying the current system and, and enforcing communist values on us. The only way it works is if they force it on us. So we're being conditioned through these mandates to listen, whatever government says we got to do, right? Hate the people that you know, come against it. You know, they're, they're not being safe. It's, it is, it is amazing to watch and same time, 
it's motivating to say, we got to fight back. Now's the time. It's not next week. It's not next year. It's now. If we don't get fight now, we may not be able to fight. And so um, it's a wake up, wake up call, right, Doug? Wake yeah, up. Well, the Communist Party of America back in the back in the day, like 70 years ago or so, 50s, I believe, um, printed out like 50 plus things that they wanted to do. They wanted to take over media. They wanted to take over the schools. They wanted to take over, you know, the government offices and things like that. And they followed that plan very much to the T and there's only, you know, one or two things left to do. And so, you know, you know, God bless Lance Wall now, who for years been talking about the seven mountains of media mm-hmm. and business and arts and entertainment, all these different things. You know, Christians are going to rise up and they are going to fight. And Jesus does enforce his will on the earth through us. He told us to go out there. He told us to take up our cross and follow him and do something. So hopefully we're going to be able to do that. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. We're back for our last segment. Hello, this is Marty McClendon, Republican candidate for Lieutenant Governor. This is the time for courage, a time for leadership, the time to fight for our families, our businesses, and our values. That is why I'm running for Lieutenant Governor. I bring 35 years of leadership experience across healthcare, media, ministry, banking, and real estate. In a statewide perspective, a lifelong record of serving my neighbors, building bridges, and solving problems. As Lieutenant Governor, I will work to expand school choice and increase the number of pathways to success for all of our kids that include the trades. I will propose legislation that holds government accountable to you, and as a parent of three kids, I will advocate for strong families. I'm asking for your vote, your financial support, and your prayers. Join me in the fight to restore Washington. Go to electmarty.com today and make a donation of any size. Tell your neighbors to vote for Marty McClendon for Lieutenant Governor, Christian, conservative, Republican, father, and leader. This is Marty McClendon, Republican candidate for Lieutenant Governor. Paid for by friends of Marty McClendon. This is Claire. Claire has a great business and she wanted to advertise on YouTube, but she didn't know how. It was all so confusing. Setting up an account, choosing keywords and demographics, and she didn't know how to make a video. Then Claire discovered the secret to great YouTube ads. The experts at EasyYouTubeAds.com took care of all the details from account setup and management to producing her video ads. Now Claire's friends all want to know how she got so smart. EasyYouTubeAds.com. No experience necessary. For our government to work the way it was intended, citizens from all walks of life must volunteer to run for elected offices. But how do you begin? EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com can help. You'll receive expert help to navigate your campaign and communicate your message. From candidate filing to voters' pamphlet statements, fundraising, and social media, you'll find what you need to run an effective and affordable campaign. EasyPoliticalCampaigns.com. The road to victory starts here. Ah, there it is, the saddest sound in radio, four bells. That means it's the fourth and final round, Doug and Marty versus the world. My name's Doug Bassler. And my name's still Marty McClendon. We appreciate you. Welcome back to the show. Doug, I know we're ranting and raving. I'm ranting at least at this time, encouraging people to get engaged, how to fight and so forth. I saw a news article. Um, it's interesting. It says Biden says he'll use executive powers to force people to wear masks in public. Anytime you can force people to do anything, we understand there's laws for helmets now, there's laws for seatbelts. Those came over time because of they're trying to fix a problem and they were passed through the legislative process. 
But mandates from the executive, whether it be Inslee or a president, that is not just scary. That's wrong. I mean, it's, it's like, how do you mandate and how do you enforce something like that unless you enforce it at the point of a gun? And we've seen the IRS weaponized. We've seen different agencies weaponized. We've seen, you know, this, this, I here this in is State. L and I, right? Yeah. Uh, whether it be fines or removing your license. But right here is um, putting people in jail or finding them if they don't wear a mask. Look, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. We're not saying that, but the point is, is to be mandated to um, without going through the legislative process. That's, that's a slippery slope that we're sliding down way too fast. So keep that in mind um, that that's not anywhere close to where you're supposed to be as an American. So there's certain things to keep people safe. I get it. But there's a process for that, too, that if that's a good idea, but your First Amendment rights, your Second Amendment rights. And, of course, you got to love this. You got to look it up. It's been posted out there. Jay Inslee had a press conference again, you know, our governor, you know, our current governor, he's, he's, in a, he's a lame duck. He's going to be voted out this year if we all get in action here. Um, but he wasn't wearing a mask. And he was say, ask, he's thanking the crowd, thank you all for wearing your mask. I'm not wearing mine right now for my, because of my First Amendment rights. I'm, I'm laughing. Isn't he the one that sent Bob Ferguson out and trying to threaten all the people for exercising their First Amendment rights to free speech and to free assembly and that kind of stuff? Um, without their mask. I thought that was very hypocritical, but then again, what's new, right? Well, if it wasn't for double standards, they'd have no standards at all, Marty. They're, you know, uh, we've seen Jay Inslee in the background, you know, a, a couple of weeks ago and, you know, going, people are talking on the microphone and all of a sudden he realizes, oh, I'm on camera, I have my mask on, puts his mask on, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Like I said, they didn't have double standards. They wouldn't have any standards at all. Uh, and that's, that's that elitist thing, you know. It's, mm-hmm. it's for you and all you little dirty people over there in the nave. But for us, you know, awesome people, you know, that burn down cities, that, that protest uh, police brutality. Um, you know, I'm not, you know, realistically, I'm not for uh, police brutality. I'm kind of against it. Uh, I'm not Everybody's for systemic it. racism. I'm not for, you know, uh, that type of thing. And yet, no, you are because you're, you're white. You know, the whiteness mm. is violence or white silence is violence. I mean, a lot of this stuff is like, if you don't agree with me, if you don't get on board with me, then you are evil. You know, this is interesting. The cancel culture, the uh, name calling, the, the silencing, and the, it's really is silencing your first amendment, shutting you up. We know that there's a tactic uh, about if you disagree with, you know, conservative values, whatever you talk louder. You shot them down. You shut them up. You um, get them fired. You what? What? If whatever it is, we have gone way too far. And of course, our listeners know this as well. But we used to be able to disagree, uh, agree to disagree. Okay, um, we haven't come to terms. Move on to something else, and still love our neighbor. Now, if we don't agree with whatever the status is, whatever the common culture is, whatever the the current topic is, we're somehow now we're inferior as a person. We're now to be shut up. We're now to be, um, the, those constitutional values, that personhood, that value is diminished to zero because like you said, you're deplorable, you're irredeemable, you're whatever. Uh, you are reduced to a statistic because you don't agree. That's, that not only is scary, that is, that is dangerous to a fault because it, there, though as a winds change, as the subject change, who else is on the other side of it? It's basically the whim of the people that are running it. You know, so today it's white Christian males. Tomorrow could be whatever. You know, the, the old story about, you know, when, when, when they came for these people, 
I didn't do anything. When they came for these people, I didn't do anything. When they came for me, there was no one to defend me, right? Um, so it, it's, we have to be aware right now that this, this is dangerous. We have to be able to have open civil discourse and to find solutions, but we have to see God and we have to uh, get together. There are solutions that are, are doable if we actually want to get there. And I think too many times people don't want solutions. They want to be able to have an excuse to go break into something, to go steal something, to go burn something, to, to act out in a way that is not helpful, um, but, it, but they can justify it based on some kind of uh, felt or uh, some kind of offense. And so we've seen that on a, a low level in our own flesh sometimes. But the point is, is when it's acted out like this way, where it endangers people, communities, business, families, um, if we don't stop it, um, where does this go? It goes into anarchy. It goes into lawlessness, like you said. It goes into um, dangerous city streets. We've seen this in, uh, perfectly in our neighboring in Seattle. It is, and no one wants to go down there anymore. People are moving out. Businesses are moving out because it is dangerous. It is not safe anymore. And those are policies, you know, those are allowing things to fester and get worse. Uh, and, and we got to stop allowing things to get worse because it's not in the best interest of the people that live here. So I'm off my soapbox. I mean, brother. So thou <laughs> shalt not steal, right? Right. Thou shalt not steal. Yeah. Thou shalt not covet, you know, your neighbor's stuff. Right. And the, the, the socialist thing and this left-wing thing, it's, it's the, the doctrine of covetousness. It's the doctrine of theft. I'm going to take from you. you know, I'm going to say that you got it by some means. I'm going to accuse you. Well, you know what? If people stole, their, they got their prosperity through theft, then bring charges in court and prove it, right? Prove it. You know, just the fact that you have money means you stole it. Well, then all those Hollywood actors down there, all those people that, that worked, you know, 20 hours a day, you know, for a year making, you know, their movies and stuff like that and earned their, their millions of dollars. They, you know, they stole that. Let's get them in court. Let's take that money and let's just, you know. And, and how does giving more power to a, a, a government, you know, enhance freedom? It does not. You know, we need less government, not more government. We need less taxes, not more taxes. If you want to prosper people, you can't tax people into prosperity. It doesn't work. Redistribution. You know, you don't, it's like when you rent a car, all right? When I, when I rent a car, I don't treat it the same way as the car I am paying for or I bought, right? The car that I had to, you know, pay 450 bucks a month for, 600 bucks a month or whatever the car payments are these days. Mm -hmm. If I'm paying that kind of money, I'm really like changing the, whoa, I'm checking, you know, I'm driving it very carefully. I'm not running the, you know run it into the ground mm -hmm. um, and that, you know, you see the bumper sticker, drive it like you stole it. Right. And, mm -hmm. uh, and that is, you know, the difference, you know, if, if nobody owns it, then nobody cares about it. Mm -hmm. Right. If nobody, if, if, if you don't own it, you, you don't have that ownership. And that's one of the beautiful things about when you go out and you work hard and you get things and stuff and you care for them, you know, uh, you have, you know, look at section eight housing. All right. They're, they, rapidly turn into ghetto because it doesn't, didn't cost anybody, anybody, you know, the windows break, the car breaks down, you pull up on the grass. It's like, mm -hmm. oh my gosh, you know, no, they can be sparkling and beautiful when they start. And a year later, it's just, you know, completely garbage. And so what we want to do is we want to lift people up. We want to give them skills and show them mm -hmm. how to make money. And see, that was the thing why you had to have the COVID thing. That's why you had to have the shutdown. That's why you had to have these riots and all this kind of stuff 
because Donald Trump's economy was taking people out of poverty. It was mm -hmm. making them not dependent upon a welfare check and food stamps. They all of a sudden they were making money and they were able to buy the nice car and they were able to own a home and they were able to. So we got to shut that down because we can't have people not be dependent on the government. That is the, the philosophy of the Democratic Party. I'm sorry, but the Democratic Party right now is the party of Satan. And uh, if you're, if you know, you could say, well, I'm not, you know, I'm blah, blah, blah. Well, look, if you're voting for them, you're voting for babies to be killed after they're born, right? Because that's what they're saying. You're mm -hmm. voting for infanticide. You're voting for assisted suicide, older folks being, you know, useless eaters is what Hitler called them. Let's get rid of them. What, who's next? Is it, is it people with Down syndrome? Is it people that are, you know, un, you know, unworthy to be in your society and that type of thing? So we're devaluing any life devalues all life. Okay. Mm -hmm. Devaluing mm -hmm. any life devalues all life. Right, Marty? So right. the Democratic Party is the party of, of wickedness, of it's antichrist. Now, I'm not saying the Republican Party is perfect, but they're the only chance we've got left in a two-party system. You've got two choices. And right now, um, we've got a, you know, during primaries coming up, August mm -hmm. 4th, we need to get 39 right or oh, 38 days, brother, 38 days right. for the primary. Yeah. And so we've got to get the right Republicans. You know, that's mm -hmm. what the primary's for. You get rid of the rhinos, you get rid of the Republicans that want to like play games with the devil over here. And you get the people that, you know, know how to fight. You know, that's one of the things that Donald Trump has taught the Republican party. And he said in his little interview with uh, Sean Hannity earlier this week, he said, I'm trying to tell the Republicans they've got to get tougher. They've got to fight. Mm -hmm. They've got to push back, you know, pulling down statues, you know, urinating on Washington, wrapping a flag and burning the statue of Washington. You know, this is wicked stuff. People, this is, this is like demonic. That is like, you know, we used to revere that guy. I cannot tell a lie. I cut down the cherry tree, right? We used to, right. you know, our state is named Washington state. What are we going to name our state? You know, Lenin state, the state of Lenin, the state of Marx. Well, you notice the Lenin statue is still standing over the UW. I so. want to go pull that thing down. <laughs> right. Let's go pull that thing down. I got to pick up. You do. Yeah. Yank that, you know, see that we don't fight that way. Our weapons are different, but we've got to take the weapons that we have and we got to use them. We got to prophesy. Mm -hmm. We got to have wisdom. We got to do, you know, we have to do the deal. And if we don't do it, you know, the gulags are coming people. There's a dark note, but you're right. I mean, it's, it's a wake up. It's a truth. The idea here is, is we understand um, that we have a responsibility for our own family, for our own community, for our own state. And that includes these elections. We have an opportunity now that we're being held accountable that if we have an opportunity to vote to reject the sex, to, uh, to elevate those people that are called according to God, that will honor God first in all things, to fight back against this narrative and this lie and this, this, this indoctrination of our kids, we should do it. We have to do it. We have to turn out. So um, we know that we're, we always encourage you to step up, but this is the year where you have to step out of your comfort zone, talk to your neighbors, talk to your friends, talk to your people that you don't really like that much even, uh, you know, and say the best case for you in the future is to vote and to vote these people out of office, to vote for Republican, to vote for conservative Christian, people that we know that will fight for life, will fight for values, fight for family, fight for communities, fight against this idea of tearing down uh, our history, the fight against um, this idea that we're going to teach our kids, even as, as, as young as kindergarten, uh, how to role play in these, uh, these just crazy sexual, sexual things. Sexual plays, yeah. Yeah, it just, no, 
Wait, no. Um, the idea here is, is now is the time to fight. Now is the time to move. Now is the time to act. And as Doug said, pray and obey. Do so in, in a way that we love our neighbors by doing the right thing. Come on now. That's good. That's good there. Well, we are out of time. We didn't even have time to talk about Climate Pledge Stadium in Seattle. We didn't get to talk about how the Seattle City Council has voted unanimously to uh, take away solicitation, drug dealing, um, uh, loitering laws. Things are getting weird, people. We've got to pray, we've got to obey, and we got to get out and vote. Come on. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon, Doug and Marty versus the world. See you next week. God bless. Bye-bye.